Hey, my name's Jonathan Nato, and I'm a blind guy. And everybody, my name is Hamad Zaidi, and I'm a disabled guy. <laughs> and welcome to Limping on Cloud Nine. So, hey, hey, Hamad, what's going on, man? Oh, I'm doing well, man. How are you? Good, good. What, what in the world is this limping on cloud nine? What, what, what are what are us two guys doing here? Well, for for starters, limping on cloud nine is my life motto. It's actually what I live by because a I have a limp, and b as you listeners that choose to stick around will see, I pretty much live on cloud nine. Nice. Meaning, you know, uh, I've done things that I shouldn't have been able to do. From riding a bike to driving a stick shift car to meeting the icons that I that I wanted to meet when I was a child, having them turn into my friends in adulthood. So I've lived a pretty crazy, unusual, eclectic, tragic, and comedic life. But I'll tell you what, I wanted to jump in and tell the people that are listening a little bit about who I am, why I'm doing this, and why I think it's important to have this podcast. Yeah. And um, first of all, why I'm doing this is because, like you, and John, by the way, people, Jonathan actually is blind. <laughs> um, l- like you, um, I'm not a victim. I've never felt I'm a victim. I've never once thought of myself as one. Mm. So I want to reach out to people and just let them know, hey, if a barely five foot four, slightly disabled Pakistani guy that grew up in Kansas can have the life Hamad has, I can accomplish anything. Totally. That's what I, you know, that's what I want people to get from these podcasts. So, just a little background, just to frame it. Um, I I was born in Pakistan. I was dropped on my head as a child. <laughs> Actually, my, when my mom hears this, she's going to kill me. I was not dropped. <laughs> on, I was not dropped on my head as a child. I rolled off of a bed and landed on my head, which created a blood clot in my brain, which gave me an immediate disability um, in my left hand and my left leg, mm. which gave me my limp that I still have today. And I got to tell people. Becoming disabled was the single greatest thing that ever happened to me. Mm. And when I say that, that is going to get my mom pissed. Because when I say that, (laughs) she's like, how dare you? What about your amazing wife? What about your beautiful, healthy twin daughters? What about your career? All of which I love completely. But I wholeheartedly believe if I wasn't the man that I am, I don't meet my wife. She may not marry me, and our children don't exist. Yeah, no, I totally, I totally, one hundred percent understand what you're saying for sure. Well, you understand that clearly, right? Yeah, totally. I mean, I, I am who I am because I lost my sight in a car accident at the age of fourteen. So I, I wouldn't be married to who I'm married to. I wouldn't have five kids and live the life I led and and be who I am if I weren't blind. Exactly, exactly. So, by the way, and, and there's other big, big, big perks of having a disability. For example. My weight in the DMV yesterday was 38 minutes instead of, <laughs> instead of three hours. So that's always, that's always a plus. So it's already but, paid itself off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's already paid itself off in, in droves. But, I, I, Jonathan, I also wanted – I talk to you all the time, and, and I want to keep this podcast conversational and fun. Yeah. But um, I also just wanted to tell people a little bit about my background. Um I did grow up in Kansas. From the age of kindergarten, I wanted to um, be a filmmaker, attend UCLA Film School, and live in Los Angeles. 
And I'm happy to report that although I've had a lot of tragedy, <laughs> those three things all came true. Nice. So, yeah, it's good. So I live in Los Angeles. I'm a producer writer. I'm in the Writers Guild and I'm in the Producers Guild of America. Um, I own a small boutique distribution company called Lonely Seal Releasing. And I um, am a partner in a thriving video game and software company called Industry Corporation. So, in other words, I work in film and video games, yeah. essentially. It doesn't get too much better than that, I don't think. No, no, it's really fun. And uh, it's real fun. I've also spent many, many, many years um, either sponsoring, judging, or being a panelist at many film festivals. Um, I've been doing that since 1997. And my most recent one was just last month um, in uh, Louisville, Kentucky. I was uh, I did a seminar there, and I was one of the judges for the Louisville International Festival of Film. Nice. So, yeah, film is my passion, and my other passion is uh, sports. Um, you know, I, I'm a, uh, I have season tickets to the Lakers and UCLA, and I've been to a Super Bowl or two for my birthday. So, so <laughs> I am... Absolutely living out my dreams. But um, I guess, you know, I'm sitting here thinking, why do I want to share this? And it's because things just keep happening to me over and over and over again. Every time I think people just can't be this lucky, more stuff happens. Mm, <laughs> you know? Mm, yeah, yeah. So, um, God, what else was I going to tell you? Now, one thing. One thing. Back to the Super Bowls. What I, I remember you telling me about this. There's a certain amount you've been to, like in a row. Like you, you haven't missed one since whatever year, right? Yeah, yeah. I was trying to leave that out. But I, guess, <laughs> I guess since you asked, um, uh, this year will be my 25th consecutive game. Man, that is awesome. That is so cool. So, yeah. So, um, and it's one of those things where I'm one of those people that don't think anything is impossible you know mm, yeah because when i was when i was growing up um no one thought i could ride a bike because i only have uh balance on one side of my body mm. but i learned how to ride a bike at five yeah and then when i was 18 no one thought i could ever 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 learn how to drive a stick shift car and i did that so once those two, I'll tell you what, there's three things, and this will be another podcast at some point, but there's three things that really gave me an extreme level of confidence growing up. Mm. One, one was learning how to tie a shoe, one was learning how to ride a bike, and one was learning how to drive a stick shift. Mm. And, and it's interesting, um, I've always said that, and then... A friend of mine recently just said, you do realize that all three of those things are you putting yourself in motion. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I wish I could take credit for coming up with that. But a, a friend told me that. And I'm like, wow, I guess that's true. Yeah. You know, sneakers to a bike to a car. <laughs> yeah, exa exactly. Exa exactly. Exactly. So what I want out of this podcast is just to inspire people to chase their dreams because I – Certainly chased mine, and I caught some of them. There's some that I'm sure I'll never catch. I mean, I'm in my 40s. I'm sure I have a disability. I will never quarterback the 49ers to a Super Bowl <laughs> victory. So there, there, there are things, and I'll never be a point guard for the Lakers. So there are things that will not happen. 
But um, but besides the crazy stuff that just can't happen, I live my life every day just assuming that if I keep trying, um, things will work out for me. Yeah, definitely. And they kind, they kind of always do. Yeah, no, that's awesome. You know, like, and I think this podcast is good too just for – you know, use the word encouragement, whether it was before we started recording or not, but to encourage people out there and kind of like you said, hey, if I can do these things, if I can accomplish X and I'm me, then you you can do the same. Like, you know, I don't know if you've run across these people, but in my life, you know, maybe I'd be talking to someone over the phone or, you know, or in person and they might not have realized things I've been through and they kind of start, you know, maybe kind of throwing that pity party a little bit. And in my mind, I'm like, Dude, you're not gonna get any sympathy from me. You you don't like you don't know what I've been through and what you've been through. Honestly, isn't that big of a deal? Just suck it up and keep moving forward, man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I'm glad you said that because I also think that like, uh, and I'm not sure if you and I have talked about this before, Johnson, but I think everybody's disabled. Everybody. Mm, mm. I think I think every human being on the planet has a disability. Mm. Uh, you know, some are physical, some are mental, some are uh, emotional. Sure, yeah. But I have not met one human being, not even one, that doesn't have a hang-up about something that they have trouble getting over. Mm, that's a really good now, point. You're right. You know? So I want to share a, uh, a story with you. What do you want to hear today? Yeah, let, let's, give him a, let's give him a taste of what to expect. I love this Kareem Rush story. I mean, this is, <laughs> this is awesome on, on so many levels and hilarious. So let, 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 let's tell him how this story even started. Okay, all right. Um, for, for those who um, are wondering who Kareem Rush is, he was a first-round draft pick for the Los Angeles Lakers in 2006. He um, No, wait, wait, not 2006. I've got that wrong. He was a first-round draft pick of the Los Angeles Lakers, I think, in 2003. Okay. Because he played with Kobe Bryant and Shaquille O'Neal in the finals. Mm, mm. Um, so he was on the, on the Lakers. But let me go back um, and give you a little bit more insight to the story. It all started in seventh grade in Oveland Park, Kansas, where I was on a basketball team in seventh grade, a club team. And I didn't score one point all season. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, yeah, that's funny. I still laugh about that. But but there's an under uh, an ugly underbelly to that story. And that is one of my friend's fathers was the coach. And this is one of those leagues where you bought onto the team. Like, you know, you paid your dues and you bought your uniform and you were part of the team. Okay, yeah, yeah. Right. It wasn't a team that you tried out for because God knows I'd never made it if that were the case. But so it was one of those teams where I remember the rules were you had to play eight minutes a game. Mm. And there was 20 games, right? Yeah. And in 20 games, I think the coach put me in for maybe 45 seconds. Man. You know? Yeah. And what he would do is – and I remember this clearly – Referees would rush over to him to me and say, "Why aren't you in there?" Right? Yeah. And the the coach would tell me to tell them I was injured, and he did it every single game. Man, right? Because they'd go to the coach and they'd say, "You got to play this kid," because the rule is every kid's got to play eight minutes. Right. But he never he never let me in. So the thing is, the only time I was ever in was for one play. <laughs> One or two plays, and I remember I broke free, and the ball came to me, and no one was in front of me, and I missed a layup. 
Yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so my only attempt was not good. So that's so when I say I didn't score a point all year, I was only on the court for maybe 40, 45 seconds. But how this relates to Kareem Rush, uh, the former Los Angeles Laker, is I have season tickets to the Lakers, and through a common friend at the Lakers, somebody said, hey, Hamad, you should really meet Kareem Rush. You guys have a lot in common. He's interested in film and television. You guys should get together. So I met him socially, right? Yeah. And once I got to know him, I told him, I said, you know, Kareem, I never scored a point as a kid in seventh grade. And so for fun, will you let me film me taking you on a game of one-on-one? Right? <laughs> and he looked at me and he goes, I'm not letting you score. And then I'm like, okay, but you know what? I didn't score as a kid. Now, as an adult, we did this in 2012. So I said, now as an adult, you know, I want to see if I can score an NBA talent. Yeah. That, that was the whole point of what we did. And if you're wondering what it was for, I've actually been shooting a documentary called Limping on Cloud Nine for the last 15, 16 years, which um, I've shot all over the world, everywhere from Canada to France to England, everywhere. And so when I met Kareem, once I got to know him pretty well, I said, hey, man, you know, can you take me on one on one? And it was funny. Jonathan, because the whole game lasted maybe like four minutes, but to me it felt like seven hours. Oh, I'm sure it did, yeah. <laughs> you know? And uh, I won't tell the audience what wound up happening, but you can assume what wound up happening, <laughs> right? And, and it, was, it, was, it was really fun. And the thing is, the reason I did it is growing up, I never had opportunity to play basketball, meaning when I was on a team, they never put me in the game. Right. So then, I, I mean, I know I can't be a very good player. I have a pretty decent three-point shot from the corner. But outside of that, you can steal the ball away from me at any point. <laughs> right, yeah. One, you know, one side of my body can't defend. Right. And, and I've got a limp, so I don't run fast. So there's a lot of reasons that, that make sense for me not to be on a team. But, um, but I wanted to do it, you know? Yeah, and, 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 and you actually have you actually have the video which we'll we'll link to in these in these show notes so people can see it. You know? And, yeah. and what's what's funny is I know so many friends that are so afraid to show people who they really are. You know? Yeah. They're so deathly afraid that someone's gonna, you know, look behind the veil and find somebody that, that they're not presenting themselves to be. And you know, to all the people that say to try to do that, Jonathan, my advice to them is look people see behind your veil anyway. Oh, totally. All, you, you know, all, all you're doing is making yourself look more inauthentic to them. You know? Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, because I'm, I'm always one, too, to make a... I'm, I'm quick to make the blind jokes when I'm around people, you know, they're like, oh, did you see that? I'm like, no, I didn't see anything, you know? And, like, so I'm always, I'm always throwing out one-liners, you know, when, when I'm hanging out with people. It, it helps them make feel a little more comfortable, too, when I do that. Yeah, and it's, it's funny. You know, when, when, I, when I'm late to a meeting, which is often, you know, um, people uh, uh, will sit down and they'll say, oh, well, what happened to you? I think they're talking about me being late to the meeting. So my response will always be, Oh man, I was uh, traffic was bad. Yeah, right? yeah. And I never assume 
that they're asking about the disability. <laughs> right, right. Right. And even though they usually are asking about that, right, um, it's, it's just funny to me how people perceive themselves because I wake up every morning just seeing myself as a regular guy who happens to run slower and can carry less things than the average person. <laughs> but but besides that, man, I live a really, really, really fun existence. No, for real. And I mean, that Kareem Rush is just one story of many to come uh, on this podcast. So, uh, yeah. It, it, uh, do you want to start wrapping things up, Hamad, with this episode? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm trying to think. I mean, I could talk forever and ever and ever, but I, I just want to say the reason I wanted to start with the Kareem Rush podcast is is that people could see the, the short clip and could see just how ridiculous I actually am. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. But but um I don't know. What do you think, Jonathan? Yeah, Anything no, I, else I, you want to go over? Yeah, no, I think I think I think it's good. Like I said, the Kareem Rush is a great story and, and the video is hilarious. Like I said, we're gonna link to it in the show notes so that way that way you guys can check it out and see you know, he, he's not making this stuff up. It's for real. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's just one of many, many, many things. I mean, um, oh, we should mention the, the website, right? Yeah. You, the, your, your limping on Cloud9 is going to be hosted on HamadZadie.com. And, yeah. Uh, and if you guys are wondering how to spell that, it's H-A-M-M-A-D and then Z-A-I-D as in David I. Yeah. Z-A-I-D-I.com. Yep. So, yeah, so you can check out Hamad's. That's his personal site. So you can, you know, find more stuff about Hamad there. And then, uh, you know, we'll probably touch base on some other projects he's working on currently and, and trying to, to push forward with that. But, yeah, I think this is a good spot to end right here. Yeah, yeah, no, everybody, thank you for listening. And by everybody, I mean my mom, my wife, and my <laughs> few friends that are going to tune in. And if anyone has any questions at all, I am an accessible. Well, it's funny that I say I'm accessible because I am accessible. Um, <laughs> um, I'm accessible at Hamad at HamadZaidi.com. If you have any comments or questions, I'd be more than happy to field them. And again, I thank you for listening to the maiden voyage of Limping on Cloud Nine. I'm Hamad Zaidi, Jonathan. And I'm, John- and I'm Jonathan Nato. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to you know, tweet out this, uh, share it on Facebook, spread the word, and uh, you know, let people find out about Hamad and who he is. And thanks for listening and downloading. When we'll talk to you next episode. See ya. Yep. Take care. Bye-bye.